Welcome to the Tate Wheeler Podcast, a podcast about inspiration, perspective, and purpose. Let's do this. It's not how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That is how winning is done. Boom. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Had to kick it off with a Rocky quote for two reasons. I love Rocky, number one. And number two, we're talking about comebacks, about moving forward. We're talking about today, the episode is on how every setback we face in life offers us a setup for a stronger comeback. And being that it's been a few months since our last episode, it feels like a comeback episode. So today we're going to talk about how we get a strong comeback after the setbacks and the struggles that we face in our life. And I've faced one over the last few months, and we're going to talk about that. And then I'm going to use a story, one of my favorite sports comeback stories, probably one you may or may not have heard of. We'll see um, at the end of the episode to wrap things up. So let me tell you this. On the other side of your setback or your struggle, there's a better and stronger version of you. When we're in it, it's hard to see it. And I can speak firsthand to that, and I'll tell you the story in a second. It's hard to see it at times when you're in it, how you're going to have a better and stronger version of you. But there's always, always, if you keep the right mentality, the glimmer of hope, and you got to attach onto that and then realize, and you can reflect back in your life. If you can think back to the struggle or the setbacks that you faced in your life, a lot of times we wouldn't change them because they help sharpen and shape us into the people we are today. And they made us better versions of us. They made us more equipped to handle whatever life throws at us moving forward. And that is part of what we're going to talk about today. And so I'm going to give you my personal setback story, and then I'll give you a better one in the sports world. So let me uh, rewind back to a few months ago. It was just around Easter time. Uh, We had a birthday party at a Ninja Warrior gym with neighborhood kids, and they let the parents participate too if you want to. And my neighbor, E, and I were just talking about Ninja Warrior and uh, I was like, oh, you know, they, he's like, they let you, you know, hop around a little bit. I was excited because I love the, if you've ever seen American Ninja Warrior, it's a cool show. And for me, I work out every day, um, own a health club, super active. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm a little bit of a, a mini ninja. <laughs> and it turns out that um, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> So the kids are running up the warp wall. The warp wall is like the wall you do right at the end of the the Ninja Warrior show. It's the last thing you run up, you pull yourself up, and you hit the buzzer to complete that course. And uh, the kids were struggling with one of the medium-sized walls. And so uh, they're like, my boys, Turner Maddox, were like, Dad, run up it. You can do it. So I run up that wall, easy, no problem, pop up there. Then they encouraged me to go the next wall up and... I probably hadn't warmed up properly um, for for that that aspect of things. So as I'm running up that wall, I'm feeling pretty confident I'm going to get up there. And I run up, and as I drive off, my I go left foot, right foot, and then I'm about to reach. And as I plant my right foot and start to reach, I feel a pop in my right Achilles. And rewind eight years ago, I ruptured my left Achilles playing basketball. So I know the feeling in my mind. I was hoping it was just a slight tweak, tear, 
maybe minor, but in my heart, I knew it was probably more significant because I've been through it before and it feels like you got shot um, or hit with a baseball bat in the back of your leg. It's not an injury I recommend going through, but for me, I was 15 to 20% more likely to tear or rupture my right Achilles because I've already ruptured my left. And in my scenario, it was a little bit higher because my right calf was overbuilt and my left one didn't fully come back to full performance level after it. And so my likelihood of rupturing my right was probably a matter of time with the lifestyle that I live. So it was a little bit of a ticking time bomb. And it made my, it made me feel better when the doctor told me it was only a matter of time before you were in here. Uh, and that, that gave me peace in, in some way because I was like, well, I was going to push it at some point and um, let, let's, let's figure this out. So let me tell you how that setback set us up for set me up for a stronger comeback that was three weeks prior to us going on a mission trip as a family something Bridget and I had talked about prayed about been looking forward to for years opportunity came that mission trip was a few weeks out from from when I ruptured my Achilles Uh, we're talking Easter time 2023 and I had a decision to make do I go into surgery And then they put it in a cast for a few weeks, or do I go the non-operative route? And when I got the MRI results back, I was already almost two weeks in to the non-op route. Turns out the rupture was a little bit higher up on my Achilles, better blood flow there. I made a decision, we're going non-op so that I could get out of that cast into a boot and start putting weight on it so that we could, I wouldn't be on a mission trip, um, you know, in a knee scooter. So went to the mission trip. It was amazing experience um, getting to work with, so if you've, maybe some of you have heard of Wildwood Hills Ranch, it's in Iowa. Uh, They serve at-risk youth. We had an opportunity, our our specific team had an opportunity to go there and take care of foster kids as their parents were doing their hours required to be a foster family. You have have yearly hours required, so we had an opportunity to, to take care of a wide range of kids. Some of them have been with their foster families for uh, months, and some of them for only weeks, some of them only days. And it was just an amazing experience to ex- to do that with my family, um, my kids, my wife, uh, the group of people we were, and just loving on these kids so much and showing, showing faith and showing heart and um, just getting opportunity to just speak belief and life into kids, maybe from some tough backgrounds and some from tough upbringings. And uh, it was just a great opportunity. So that's part of the comeback um, story. And then most of you also know that, uh, that I have a nonprofit called Every Day We Fight. And our biggest fundraiser each year happens on Memorial Day. We raise dollars. We send some dollars to the Michael Murphy um, Foundation for for doing the Murph Challenge, and then we raise dollars to help people going through life-changing battles like cancer and Parkinson's disease and mental health, and we send those dollars out, send them prayers, send them support, give them a lift, let them know that uh, their, their story is inspiring others, and we're grateful to be able to do that. Now, me doing the Murph challenge is going to be was going to be a challenge wearing a walking boot. Thankfully, uh, the rehab process was going well, and 
I, I just felt like, Hey, I'll walk, I'll walk the, the one mile run at the beginning. I'll do the, the reps with my walking, with my walking boot on. That's a hundred pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats. And I'll just walk the second one. Well, as I was practicing a couple days before I was, I realized that I could do like this old man shuffle pretty well. Um, and it was easier than a fast walk for me in the boot. So I did this old man shuffle on the front end and on the back end of the Murph challenge and was able to complete that. We were able to raise thousands of dollars to support those going through life-changing battles. And that's a great pause in the episode to let you know that if you know somebody going through a cancer battle right now that you see that it is still going through their fight and they're inspiring you and they maybe need a little lift and just let them know, I'm going to link in the show notes a nomination form where you can nominate them. We have dollars to send out, um, significant dollars to send out to people that are going through life-changing battle, and we let them use those dollars towards health and wellness, whether that be supplying like good nutritional food for them, whether that be getting them um, maybe a personal trainer or spending some more time um, in in like a a fitness-related or health and fitness-related way, they can use those dollars to that. They can use those dollars towards therapy. They can use those dollars towards um, any of anything health and wellness-related. And so if you know somebody going through a battle, just pause the episode real quick, fill out the nomination form in the show notes, and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode. Boom. All right. So Murph Challenge complete. Um, got out of the boots shortly after the Murph Challenge. We went down, took a family trip to Florida for my wife's 40th birthday, and were able to spend some time at the beach and just relax. And it was amazing. And then uh, back to the the health club, speaking engagements, all of those things. And on the other side of this injury, and I'm not back to 100% yet physically at all, but there is so much that I can reflect on of how it was showing me how to pause and just observe more. And when you can't walk as much or when you're in a cast, um, you I'm not used to asking for help for a lot of things. I, I just like to, I'm more of a doer than a person that asks for a lot of help in my day-to-day. But it was a great opportunity for me to, to lean on my kids and my family and observe them and watch them and see them uh, in a new light when I'm not moving as much and, and sitting a little bit more. I was able to pause, reflect, and um, just look internally and then speak belief externally into the people and, and just notice uh, things a little clearer. So that was a great comeback set for myself in this time. And I'm, the odds are, are stacked against me as far as being able to get back to peak physical form after two Achilles ruptures. But uh, I like I like that challenge, and I'll keep working towards that. But I know for certain that I will be mentally stronger for having to go through this battle a second time. And honestly, my setback is nothing compared to some of the many, not some, many of the people that are going through real life-changing battles. This is an injury setback, and I'll get to the other side of it. And the perspective for me is that there's people going through way harder battles, and 
I need to be aware of that and want to be a person that sees them, acknowledges them, speaks belief into them, lifting them up um, in my day-to-day. That's part of what I get to do owning a health club as well. So uh, blessed for that opportunity. Let me give you another story. This is one of my favorite comeback stories. Happened back in the 70s, so before I was born, but there was a movie made on uh, this story as well. Some of you have probably seen the movie Rush. Um, I've only seen parts of it, but I remember like these key scenes. Um, this is a, I'll use some of the, an article that Justin Gaspervik wrote. He did a good summary of, of this story. So it was 1976. And the individual we're talking about today, his name is Nicky Lauda, and he was a Formula One driver for Ferrari. There was, that was a time where Lauda had just came, so 76, he had just won the championship in 75, and he was poised to win a second straight championship. And they arrived at a track in, it was called the, the German Grand Prix. And he was ready to roll. Peak conditions, but the racing conditions on that day was August 1st, 1976, were far from ideal. Heavy rain, outdated racetrack, meant extremely dangerous conditions for drivers on the racing day. And Lauda and many other drivers were worried about the implications of going ahead with the race, so they decided to call a drivers-only meeting, and they proposed canceling that race just because of the conditions. They lost that vote by one. So they decided to continue with the race and just a few hours later uh, from losing that vote by a single race, Lada spun out at a corner, lost control of his car, struck a wall, had a fuel tank explode and the car became engulfed in flames. Unable to get out of his car, Lada was trapped in an inferno. Other drivers started to recognize what was happening, and they were heroic in the sense that they went to go try to help Lauda. But a lot of the blaze prevented them from getting to him right away. So he was trapped inside that fire for 50 seconds. And by the time they pulled him out of the car, he had suffered horrific third-degree burns and inhaled a heavy dosage of toxic fumes. At one point, Lauda's situation became so dire that he was in a coma and they sent a priest who stood over him and read him his last rites. Now, you hear that story. We'll pause quick. You hear that story and be like, man, this guy's lucky to be alive. But this is where the story gets great. This is where that comeback is like against all odds. You'd think that somebody who spent 50 seconds in a fire that was 800 degrees, third degree burns all over their body, lungs just wrecked from from all the smoke that he inhaled, would be out for months, if not years, right, from that. But against all all odds and probably medical advice as well. So that's like that fine line. But this guy was committed, right? Against all odds, he suited back up 43 days later. So coma, priest, praying and reading of his last rites over him to 43 days later, he was in still completely... Um, you know, the wounds had not healed. Uh, he got out there with with blurred vision and I'm sure in a ton of pain and came in fourth 
that day. Uh, it, it was called the the Monza, which then they said like many of the other race race car drivers said it was one of the most amazing feats, not in Formula One but in sports. Like the absolute most heroic feats in sports. Forty three days after almost dying to get back out there and race on that day, take fourth. Lada ended up losing the championship by one point, but that is considered one of the most exhilarating, the most amazing Formula One championships of all time. And Lada's 76 seasons remains it remains one of the best and most amazing comeback stories in sports history. And you think about somebody like that, that had that mentality to get back up and race. Like, I think about the fear that probably was in him from what he experienced to get back into that race car 43 days later after not even fully recovering and taking fourth in a race is incredible. Now, there is a fine line you might be thinking like, well, how does that apply to me? What What's in that story for me? Well, remember that all of the setbacks we face are setups for stronger comebacks and God wants to bring us out of it better than we were before. And adversity and setbacks are tools for a great testimony. Your struggle, your pain, your diagnosis on the other side of it or even in it are tools of a great testimony. There, there is so much purpose that comes out of your pain if you find it and uncover it and look for it. And we didn't come this far to where we are right now. And even you listening to this episode 17 minutes in, we didn't come this far to only come this far. There's another Rocky quote that goes, going one more round when you don't think you can, that's what makes all the difference in your life. The battle you're facing today is your future strength. Don't run from it. You're running toward it. You're going to keep moving forward like the Rocky quote said at at the beginning. Because at any given moment, you have the power to say, this is not how my story is going to end. And... You could use a lot of story. You can use a little bit of my story, but I, I'm, I'm not thinking of those two things. I'm thinking about your story. Like I'm specifically talking to you. You have the ability to say, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start right now, like drawing a line in the sand right in this exact moment. Draw a line with your finger if you need to right now. And you, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start today and you can change the ending. And that is a powerful, powerful way to think about any setback that you face. And this is the part where you find out who you really are. And there's a better version of you on the other side of it. Because let me be honest with you. I'm going to be completely transparent and honest. Life will not get easier and more forgiving, but you will get stronger and more resilient filled with more purpose and more perspective, sharpened, changed for the better out of every struggle and challenge you'll face. Because we remember the quote from the beginning, every setback is a setup for a stronger comeback. And we know that there is an opportunity for a strong comeback. I know that for myself. I know that from the loudest story and I know that from your story and the 
the hundreds of people that we've been able to uh, witness through every day we fight, through our life. You know, you have somebody in your family that's going through a challenge and you see how they got to the other side of it. You see the strength in them from the challenges and the adversities they've faced. Let them know. Speak that into them. And part of what I want you to just like what a closing thought that just came to me is when you're in your own struggle, when you're in that moment of it's just like, why is this happening to me? Or like you're feeling that weight when you can lift others in that time, when you can, can you speak belief into other others during that time? We end up lifting ourselves out of our own struggle because it helps us serve a purpose greater than ourselves. And when we do that, there is something that ignites within us that realizes that we have purpose in our struggle, that there is purpose in this pain and we end up rising by lifting others. So if you're going through a struggle, if you're going through a challenge right now, make sure that while you're going through it, you're still lifting up others, lifting up your kids, lifting up your friends, seeing something in a coworker or somebody going through something and speaking belief into them, lending a helping hand, even though you're, you need to be lifted yourself. By lending that hand, you end up lifting yourself out of whatever struggle, whatever challenge you're facing. So I want to encourage you with that final word today. And I want to thank you for being patient with me as um, I took a few months off. And at times, it's, it's similar to what has happened in, in different seasons of life. For me, I'm not going to put out an episode I don't believe in, and I'm not going to just put something out to put something out. I want to make sure there is some real quality, genuine um, content for you that you can take and use moving forward. So uh, I will drop more episodes coming up, but I'm not going to guarantee any specific amount. But I am going to guarantee that when I do, they're going to have purpose and meaning for you in it. So thank you for your patience on that. And I I hope that what you get from the episodes that are dropped are something that can move you forward with more perspective and more purpose as you walk in through your life. So I'm going to encourage you with that note today. And I want to say thank you for uh, tuning into the podcast every time that you rate an episode or leave some comments on an episode that helps get more people listening. And we do have 50 something episodes for people to get through. So I would love if you want to um, support the podcast and help it grow, um, leave leave a rating, leave some comments, share it with a friend, take me on social, uh, and we will keep moving forward together. So thank you, my friend, and I will talk to you again soon. Take care.